now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Time flies when you're with a bunch of losers. But let me tell you, it's good to be here. 30 is a big number. You know, it's gone quickly. But because it's episode 30, uh, I have two sponsors for tonight. The first one is just doing dumb shit. I'm an idiot. Um, For those who saw, we posted it on our uh, 7th Rounders podcast Instagram. I was out of control Saturday at Park Ave Fest. I took a jump for the ages. I'm going to be honest. It was a mixture of adult beverages plus a lot of females there. And I was just like, I'm going to be a stud. Um, I made the jump. I'm, I'm feeling it now. Uh, a little injured, but overall fine. Played basketball today. I, I worked it out. Um, I had two crushes at Park Ave Fest. Uh, so that's why I made the jump. They both wound up to be in relationships. So I'm regretting jumping now. Uh, that is what it is. If you want to see the video of me, just go on to Seventh Rounders podcast Instagram. Take a look at it. It's a good. It's a good watch. Um, and then the other sponsor is just being mean. And John has been mean to me so far uh, tonight. We've been on for about twenty minutes. Has not had many nice things to say. So I f- I feel like I could get aggressive with John tonight. I may just start yelling at him about things. We will see. Maybe he's learned his lesson. He'll be nice. Uh, Connor, how are you doing, my man? I'm honestly fired up tonight. First uh, pod from the new apartment. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Also, just I, I made the leap to, to go in plant-based um, for the time being. I made it through day one. Felt great. Went on a run. You know, runner's high is real. Felt real good after that. Here with the boys. No. Got a lot to talk about. So, you know, I'm feeling good. Um, you know, other than that, let's get to it, you know? I'm just, dude, I just want to know what made you stop eating meat? Like, what, what, what are you, like, why'd you do that? So, are you having a quarter life crisis? No, not at all. Um, believe it or not, I stumbled upon some article on, it was probably Facebook or something, you know, whatever you're on late at night when you just have nothing to do and you go on social media over and over and over again, we've all been there. And I read this article about how like power lifters and like super and a lot of the world's best athletes, they're all, all plant-based. So I was like, Hmm, it's interesting to me. Started reading about it. Pair that with the fact I'm going to LA at the end of the month to see the homies from, uh, from school the roommates were all going out there for labor day weekend and i was like you know we could pair this little plant-based diet with a little workout a little la a little beach a little beach bod a little little honey with the beach bod you never know you know so oh, i'm excited you're to gonna be looking and, delicious and see what we're doing <laughs> you are going to be looking wait a minute. yummy wait a minute where where the invite get lost in the mail what the hell is this are you, are you not kidding me you're not one of the BC roommates. It's just how it's got to go. It's a boys' oh, trip. It's a boys' trip. I also have an announcement I wanted to make. I've been thinking about this since this morning. It's really, I'm really glad I didn't forget because I thought I was going to forget. As of recently, I've officially made the switch. I only drink black coffee now. No cream, no sugar. Straight no See, chaser. I was just having that argument with someone else. 
like is is that a substantial health boost? I was I was yes. I think it might be. I feel like this might be what I need to to curb some of the back pain and just general knee stiffness. I think I'm going to feel a little bit more nimble, uh, a little more aerodynamic as as just a black coffee drinker. I think this is big for my development. I think right. it's good to get rid of sugar, but I think cream is you're pretty indifferent on the if you just do cream in your coffee. Uh, I think cream's the worst part. I, I'm gonna be honest. I think you got Chad. some fat in there, some carbs, yeah. some saturated fat. How much cream do it's, you guys put in your coffee? Listen, I mean, Chad, my, mine gets literally... a little milky. I'm not gonna lie uh, to you. Well, that's <laughs> it's uh. it's it's the least I can do to curb. Like Connor's going a little vegetarian, whatever that is. He wants to call it. I I don't do that. Like I can't do that. So I eat a lot. And this is the least I can do. I feel like I want to tell you what better. I ate today, though. You're gonna. This is like where where it really goes off the rails. So for breakfast, you know, some granola, some fresh fruit, pretty normal breakfast. Breakfast is the easiest meal to do, by the way, because like most of what you're eating for breakfast isn't like meat, obviously, unless you're chowing on bacon and sausage. For lunch, I had a little spring mix salad. You know, we had a little fresh fruit, little almonds, little walnuts, a little poppy seed dressing. So good. And then for dinner, we made buffalo cauliflower. Bada bing, bada boom. How That's long nice. will this last before you just get too lazy to continue it? I mean, it's hard. Like, I'll tell you what. I went grocery shopping yesterday. I, I, it took me like a good hour to put out the list of what everything I needed. There's this stuff called brown rice flour, almond flour. Like, what is that? I'm putting it in my food. I have no idea what it is. That's good. I think... Chad, would you like to make a bet on how long he'll last? I'm going to put it at... Wait, how many bets do we have so far? <laughs> this is number Several. three. All right. All right. Uh, it's becoming a tradition, an early show tradition. So I want to make it clear do. that I'm only doing this during the weekdays. That's already been established. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll say business days. So, Chad, let's say when you go to L.A.? Um, I believe I leave August 28th. Do you okay. plan on stopping after L.A.? I don't know if I like it. Probably not. All right, Chad. I think we should set it at eight and a half business days. Nine and a half business days. <laughs> I'll, pound, business. I'll pound the over. You Let's go. The over. Yeah, I'll, pound say, I'll say I, I'll take the under. Okay. Another 20 right, bucks. I, I think the way we solve this is I got to – I will be tweeting out my every meal, I guess, is what's yeah, got to yeah. happen. Yeah. I would okay. say 20 bucks, Connor. I know you love Chick-fil-A and I know you love the Chipotle's of the world. And every now yeah, and then I have the weekends. Make... I have the weekends. Yeah, you're going to hit that in the week, though. You're going to get lazy. You're going to be like, ah, shit. And then you're going to end up going. You're going to get a little eight count, 12 count, maybe meal from Chick-fil-A. Maybe get a sandwich if you're me. Uh, hey, come on, well, think about it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll keep the people updated. We should probably get to sports, though, since we veered off a bit. Sorry to the. The listeners, uh, MLB Red Sox are, are falling apart. I mean, they just dropped their eighth straight, losing to the Yanks yesterday. I mean, rumor has it they had a players-only meeting in the clubhouse in between the doubleheader games. Are Didn't they out help. of the playoffs at this point or what? I think they're done. I think, um, and honestly, Tampa Bay is going to even have a tough time making it. They've won six straight, so they're they're hot as a pistol right now, but... Cleveland has the number one wild card spot, and then Houston is a game back from uh, Tampa Bay for the other wild card spot. Um, 
I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think Boston's done. John, what do you think? Uh, I wouldn't rule them out yet. They're a good team. At the same time, I don't think I don't think they're going to make the playoffs at this point. But that wouldn't rule them out. I wouldn't say they're done. They're definitely not done. Yeah, I mean, on the flip side, you got the Yanks who are are streaking a little bit, but they just keep losing guy after guy. I mean, I saw reports that what Torres went to the hospital. Yeah, he's in the lineup. He's in the lineup though today. Urshela left the game, but he is Urshela's out, so he could be dead. So they have a guy named by the name of um, Bra- Bravik Valera playing uh, second base tonight. He's played in four career games. Um, that sounds a, like a that sounds like a random like create a player name like you hit randomized <laughs> name and that's what yeah. pops out. He has a two run triple tonight, so wow. good for him. Um, for Bravik, what nationality is he? Do you know? I. Don't know off the top. No, don't get Chad started. No <laughs> yeah, I'm not is. good with the nationalities. Um, so just to run through the AL quickly, Yankees and Houston are both bleeding the AL. Um, this is actually big to see who can get uh, home field adva- advantage hypothetically in the ALCS. Uh, so it's big for both teams to keep winning. Minnesota is up three games on Cleveland in the Central, so that uh, division's definitely not over. And then, like I said, uh, currently Cleveland and Tampa Bay in the wildcard spots, but Oakland is right there as well. Um, In the NL, Atlanta leads the East by seven games over Washington and Philly. Chicago leads the Central by a game and a half over St. Louis and only four games over Milwaukee. Um, Then the Dodgers are just penetrating the NL West. They're up 17 on Arizona. What an awful division. Awful, yeah. awful. Um, I thought the Rockies were going to be better this year, to be honest. That division always, was... Dude, the Rockies people, are always that team. They're such well, people, perennial underachievers. People were arguing last year that that was the best division in baseball. You yeah. had the Diamondbacks, Rockies, and the uh, Dodgers all make the playoffs, I believe. I, uh, I'd say, you know, out of all of that, my team to watch, the team I love and I'm probably going to root for is the Oakland A's. There's just something about them. Can you they're pick always, a team? They're the underdog. No, no, no. I mean, the Pirates are out of it. So, like, if I'm going to, like, pick a team to get behind. He's just saying class, they're an exciting get... team to watch. Yeah. Like, I, if I'm going to root that. for a team, I'm going to root for the A's. All right. The all right. So, John, can we talk about the Pirates for a second? The biggest yeah. scumbags in the MLB? They literally, like, just throw up. Anytime they let up a home run, now it's just like throw at the opposing player's head on the next pitch. And what you may not know or realize is the pitching staff's pretty terrible, and it honestly might not be intentional. It's a bad (laughs) pitching staff, dude. Like, it's really not good. Went right for Dietrich's head. For those who don't know, there was an epic ball brawl between the Reds and um, Pirates. Best best in a long time. Oh, yeah. Best in a while. Uh, I watched that at least three or four times. Oh, Dude, they had some commentaries of it, and I like they seem spot on. He literally, I'll, I'll give you a rundown, but it was basically uh, the Pirates were destroying the Reds. Pirates threw at Derek Dietrich's head uh, earlier in the game because Dietrich pimped a home run earlier in the year. So just some petty shit. Then um, Reds retaliate. Uh, whoever was in for them, missed the guy he was trying to hit but he got tossed and then amir garrett comes in reliever probably six seven like 
270. Like, just that massive. Former, former yeah, college a, basketball player. Dude, he's a house. He's yeah. A house. So Amir Garrett lets up a three-run homer, and he's he's pissed off, and the Pirates bench is just chirping away. So the hitting coach comes out and trying to calm Garrett down, and Garrett's like, Jinx. warm someone up. I'm, I'm going to go fight him. So the 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 pitching coach was like, okay. So he like turns around, makes a motion to the bullpen, turns back to Garrett. Garrett hands him the ball. Pitching coach slaps him on the ass and says, go get him. And he just takes off at the Pirates dugout. One of the most electric things I've ever seen. It fired me up. Um, they the one just... thing I wish is it was kind of the actual fight, kind of a kind of a. They a, didn't a connect. Snub, you know, no one like hit anyone. Whiffing. Yeah, they're just with this whiffing. So it was just I was, exciting, I was though. wanting more there. I was, I was wanting more, but it was very exciting. <laughs> then just a lot of large, yeah, a lot of large pissed off guys. Puig, <laughs> Puig is, Puig looks like a bear, kind of. Yeah. All right, I want to commend him. The dude got traded ten minutes before the fight happened, and apparently he knew about it, and he still got went out there and started brawling with his teammates. He's got my respect for that. That's. Fucking he off. is what you call a guy's guy. You love to see that. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, anyone I want to else... say another another team to watch is the the New York Mets are streaking heavy. I don't know if they're gonna have enough, but their pitching's been, uh, I believe, the best in baseball since the All Star break, and they absolutely mowed down the Pirates. And I feel like they played them the last about eight or nine games, but. They're, they could uh, they could sneak in there. I saw they now have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Phillies, which is hilarious. Phillies. You know what they always say? Don't count out the New York Mets. They'll let them get healthy. And a uh, fun fact, stat of the day, courtesy Brett Prong, uh, Jeff McNeil has set the MLB record for fewest at-bats to 200 hits in a season. And I just want to say... Unbelievable return on investment. I took him around round 23 in our draft this year. He's been... Fantastic. Another fun fact on the uh, Mets, um, a Victor alum, Matt Portland, actually played summer ball, I think, three summers ago up in Wisconsin. He was teammates with Pete Alonzo, who could wind up winning NL Rookie of the Year. They uh, were actually good buddies. Did not did not room together, but uh, went out quite frequently together from what I've heard. So um, that's kind of a cool little tidbit. Just a couple guys hitting the town, drinking some beers. I feel like Pete Alonzo would be a, a good time out mm-hmm. at a bar. He would just be just absolutely ripping down uh, drinks. No. Shots. All right, we, we were talking about this earlier, so let me set the scene. You're at a wedding. You have a table with three open seats next to you. What three MLB players are you sitting down with you? Wow. Wow, that is a good one. First You're of all, while wedding, you think- keep in mind. Chad, while you think – here's what I have to say about Pete Alonzo. I think he is the kind of guy he strikes me as very loud in the bar, um, but everyone loves him. Just a funny, funny guy. Gets some drinks in him, he starts dancing. I just picture him as just – you know, he he will resonate – or he will be the party. Yeah. Yeah. So does anyone want to go first? Because I'm struggling right now to think of my three guys. Who's ready Connor, to rip it? Like, Connor, sounds like you might be ready if you've been thinking about it all day. Yeah, well, I was actually just thinking about it when we started talking about Pete Alonso slamming beers, but um, I think I want I I want I want Max Muncy in there with me. 
I don't know why he just he's a little tubby. He seems like he could slug some beers with that beard. I want the beast himself, Madison Bumgarner. And I want them both at my table, you know, get a little rowdy with oh. each other with the fans, you know. And then oh, my last one, there's a lot of good options. You guys are gonna you guys are gonna have to give me a second on this on this final one. So I've got I I've got, got my three. All right, go ahead, John. Uh, first one seems almost too obvious. I'm getting Cody Ballinger at the table because he will attract the women. Uh, good looking guy. <laughs> also, definitely parties. Definitely looks like he's uh he's gone out a time or two in L.A. Uh, I want Yaziel Puig at the at the table as well. Uh, if anything happens, should any so help me God, if a fight breaks out and Puig's on my side, I feel super safe. Probably wouldn't feel safer than anyone else. Um, and then the last one, just to you know. For the heart to hit at home, I gotta get my guy McCutcheon at the table, without a doubt. I a little, bo- a little bonding there. You he's also a funny guy, dude. He's he's a funny guy. If you follow on Instagram, funny guy. Really? So yeah. that's a little biased of you, but that's okay. It's my, so, it's my, you, it's gonna be biased <laughs> for you. That's what I want at the table. It is, it's completely biased. Okay. So. My number one is easy. It's CC Sabathia. There's no one I'd rather be pounding drinks with than a 300 plus pound man that loves life. CC would be a riot to share a few drinks with. Um, number two, copying John would be Cody Bellinger. I'm ugly. I'll just say it. I think that could like boost <laughs> me up. So if there's like a group of females, like, I mean, I'd be the ugly duckling, but I don't know. Maybe it would help me. Um, and then number three, off the radar one, I'd go Freddie Freeman. I think he's just like a guy a that jolly time. would just love to have a good time. I feel like him and CC would be just talking shit to each other. The more drinks they put down, and then it would just be like innocent me there, like trying to fit in. And they, they would make me feel at home. And Chad, you know, first of all, I just want to say, Chad, you don't give yourself enough credit. I think if you just add a little girth to your frame, you'd be just a little bit more, you know, appealing. But you know, you, you know, you you, 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 you have your moments. You Should I just sometimes, do shoulders? Okay. sometimes the light will hit you in, in such a way that, like, you just you feel good, you look good, you play good. It happens for everyone. Thanks, John. Thank you. I think so if you actually, I think if you start drinking black coffee, uh, you get there even quicker. Streamline the process. Okay. And drum roll, please, my last guy, Joey Votto, because I think he's hilarious. Wow. I think he's an absolute prankster. And I think if Muncie and Bumgarner started getting into it, he could, you know, he could settle them down a little bit and crack a joke here or there. That's and there good. you have it. That's our wedding tables with the MLB. Folks, tweet at us with uh, whose table you would go with out of the three of us. Uh, we'll be reviewing that diligently. Wow, we should put a poll up. We'll take we care of that later. Don't worry. We uh, will. They're hearing uh, about it later, but they're seeing it prior, but they'll know why. Yeah. It'll all <laughs> I just make sense. I confused the, the shit out of myself right there. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. Shvitsnikov. <laughs> You're concussed. Okay. Um, let's move on to a little college football. So let's get two more conferences done. Uh, the season is coming up, boys. I'm excited as ever. I'm ready for Saturdays. Is there what anything are we, better than Saturdays? days away or something like that? Last. It's got to be right around 20 now. I'll tell you what. I started recently this past weekend. I started watching some high, highlight videos. So uh, you could say you can consider the balls tickled on this end. 
That's that's good to hear. A little <laughs> Robert ready. Kraft. A little Robert Kraft, if I may. John's nice and erect, ready for the season. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, last week we uh, we previewed the Pac-12 and the SEC. Um, this weekend we're going to be moving on to the Big Twelve, Big Ten action. <laughs> And while these two immature clowns get it together, I will start us off. Um, The Big Ten, uh, if you haven't seen, Justin Fields expected to start for Ohio State with new head coach Ryan Day. Um, They're going to be an exciting team again. They have a lot of weapons back. I I feel like we should start there since uh, I'm sure Chad's going to talk about his alma mater. That is weird to say. Um, I pulled it together, but... Yeah, I mean, the Buckeyes are the team to beat in the Big Ten. Um, to start out with them, their all, or their defense was horseshit last year. It was like a Big 12 defense, and it was embarrassing. It was an embarrassing way to go out uh, in my tenure at the school, but I think uh, they return a lot of players on defense, and I think their defense is going to recover, uh, led by you know, potential defensive player of the year um, in the Big Ten in Chase Young. He's a freak. He's he's a large human being. Uh, and then they also have a cornerback who many of you may not know yet. I put out an article on uh, names that could jump as the season goes along, and that's Jeffrey Akuda. And I think he could have a jump like a Denzel Ward or a Marshawn Lattimore in their final season at Columbus. And then offensively, uh, Justin Fields uh, – you know, people are down on him because he had an awful spring game, but I'm really not that worried. I think he's elite. I think Georgia made a mistake not giving him more of an opportunity to compete last year um, against Jake Fromm. So I think they will regret that. I think he's the type of dynamic playmaker that can go out there and beat the likes of Alabama and Clemson, which I don't think Fromm is. Um, but the thing... I I just a lot of these big mainstream media sites are picking Michigan to win the Big Ten. And I feel like it's now been two of the last three years. You know, starting three years ago, the Jabril Peppers team uh, that was back in 2016, and then um, last year as well. And picking Michigan to win the Big Ten when I can't remember the last time they won the Big Ten, and I don't know how you can pick Michigan to win when they have not proved anything and they shown they can't beat Ohio state. Uh, what do you guys have? I mean, that, I, that I think it really, that question comes down to how much you like Shea Patterson, Michigan's quarterback. I mean, there's people are very high on him still. He was the number one rated passer coming out of high school. I mean, he showed some promise last year. People like Michigan. They like Jim Harbaugh. I don't think they're going to win the big 10, um, to be honest this year. But so, I can see where the hype lies, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate Patterson. Um, he's obviously a five-star for a reason, uh, like you said. But I I just don't think that offense suits him right. It's a ground-and-pound, like, 1980s, 1990s offense. And, you know, it, it showed up, and especially against Ohio State last year, when, you know, Patterson did not look comfortable when he had to drop back when they got down in games. So I think it's it's – less Patterson and more just the offensive system that Harbaugh's kind of instilled there. And, and maybe they'll work on adapting to newer times, but I, I just think relying so much on the ground game in college football is uh, not the path anymore. No, not at all. 
And speaking of tables, you put Jim Harbaugh and John Gruden at a table with me. I don't know if I'm surviving. That's ridiculous. That guy, Jim Harbaugh, legitimately freaks me out a bit. Growing up, my dad used to think he had like a, a like a mental issue. Like <laughs> what a what a wild man. Yeah, he's a bit psycho. But um, um, other teams to watch in the Big Ten. Um, I mean, Penn State's always a big name. I, I know not they're not returning many guys that I know of. So so they've got um, I've done some research on them just because um, a friend of ours, Dave Cardillo, Penn State alum. I've talked plenty of uh, shit to him uh, as the seasons come coming closer and closer. And and uh, he hasn't said a lot. I think he's wants his team to do the talking on the field for him, which I don't think is going to be the case. But they've got two elite defenders um micah parsons who was a freshman last year and i believe led the team in tackles he's like an outside linebacker defensive end um he'll be one of the best players in the big 10 this year and then they have another defensive end yetter moss gross something like that who's supposed to be a first round pick don't quote me on the name is his first name is y-e-t-u-r i don't know the rest of it but he's also really good so from what I hear, their defense should be very improved. And uh, the question is their offense. They lose, um, obviously, Trace McSorley, who was, you know, excellent for that program. And then Miles Sanders, their leading rusher. So it'll be interesting to see how freshman, uh, I think, or he'll be a sophomore, Ricky Slade, who was a five-star running back, uh, fits in there. And then they have Sean Clifford at Clifford. They have Clifford at quarterback, so I think that's all we need to know there. Is Tommy Stevens not there anymore? He transferred out uh, to Mississippi State. That's where uh, Penn wow. State's offensive coordinator went. So Tommy Stevens is definitely gone. Um, the I mean, it all comes down to the Big Ten East. I think it's Michigan and Ohio State that will represent from the Big Ten. Uh, the West is just... I think Nebraska's a few years away. People are hyping them up. I, I, I still think they're a four or five Wait, loss team this year. I had a I had a question I wanted to ask you. Um two sleeper teams that are popular breakout candidates are Purdue and uh um Nebraska. Who do you think will be better? Um, they're both I believe I have it pulled up. Nebraska's over under is at eight and a half wins and Purdue's at eight. I would say if I had to choose one, it would be Nebraska. I think Purdue hype is strictly on Rondell Moore, the wide receiver, who is one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Um, and he deserves all the hype, but I think uh, the team hype is uh, just coming through him. So I don't I don't think they're going to get to the eight or nine win threshold. But if you haven't seen any of his uh, game film or highlights, I highly suggest watching it he single-handedly he, beat ohio went, state last year he went dummy on bc last year he had like three tutties oh yeah uh i mean he, he had like 200 yards receiving against ohio state he's incredible he's like five <laughs> he, nine and he's the time he reminds me college football he reminds yeah. me a lot of debo samuel too maybe better yeah. though but that guy just did it he, all for carolina he's he just uh, more athletic than than debo yeah. was Maybe faster. De- Debo's built more like a running back, so I would agree with that. For throwing out comparisons, I think he's lit- like Braxton Miller, just already in the wide receiver mold. Like what he can do in tight spaces is like nothing I've ever seen. So he's I mean, stocky though. Like I know, which is that it's <laughs> it's like almost I don't know. I don't have like Saquon is thick. You know, like he got ass for days. 
And that's kind of how Rondell is, but in a wide receiver mold. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask, did you guys see the, the new Michigan State jerseys that came out today? They were some of the ugliest jerseys I've ever seen. Did you see them, John? Yeah. I, I think those, yeah, I thought I saw them like a while ago. I think they've well, been out. I saw them no, today, they and today. they are ugly. John, they're look like, them up right now. They're like lime green with like... This is yeah. Then the numbers look this. like I drew it in chalk. Literally, they're they're it's like the size of the jersey. They're they're horrible. I don't even yeah. know if Michigan State's gonna be good good this year, but they're gonna be bad in those jerseys. I think they'll be fighting with Penn State for third in the Big Ten East. Um, they just don't get the recruiting of some of the other teams in the Big Ten. It's sad to see because I think D'Antoni's at um or D'Antonio D'Antonio yeah is a decent coach, but they just. I mean, they don't get any of the Michigan recruits because they all go to Michigan, and they don't really have uh, an area of the country that they recruit uh, overly well. Um, I mean, two teams to watch out for, though. Northwestern starting the season ranked 24th, and you never sleep on Iowa. I mean, Kirk Ferentz has got his guys going every year. They're going to be a 20, like a 15 to 25 team at some point. Yeah, I completely agree. Iowa's actually my pick right now to win the Big Ten West um, to face Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. But I also really like um, Northwestern. They got We talked about him two weeks ago uh, without John. They got the Clem- Clemson transfer uh, quarterback who's a former five-star. So that'll be really interesting because, I mean, they got one of the best coaches going. And if he can, you know, fit this – is it Hunter something? I don't I don't recall the name of the the transfer quarterback, but they they have a good chance of winning the Big Ten West as well. And then Wisconsin's going to be garbage this year. I mean, um, Hornerbrook transferred out to uh, Florida State, Florida State, where yeah. it'll be the backup. Yeah, I didn't understand move. that move at all. Part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He didn't have a chance because he was behind the black. James Blackman and DeAndre Francois. Francois, who Francois transferred, but the kid didn't have a shot to start. So I don't. I mean, I don't understand that. Um, so let's go now, picks. Picks for the Big Ten. I'll go ahead, John. Can I throw in a quick? This looks like the lock of the year. If you're looking at a, a future total bet for college football, Northwestern's only at six and a half for about minus one ten. So wow. I would smack the, over. smack the shit out of that over. John, be careful with their schedule, though. They don't have an easy schedule. I think that's why they're over-unders that low. They open the year at Stanford, um, and then they've got a couple of those Big Ten East teams on the road. I think that's why that over-under is so low. I'm just not terribly worried about it, though. They're a good team. Pep is probably the best coach in the Big Ten, I'll say it. No, I don't disagree. I mean, here's the thing is – you know Northwestern's gonna they're gonna have at least one or two upset wins. They just always do. In the Big yeah. Ten. It's just gonna happen. They've got Ohio State at home. That's one of those games where Ohio State could easily slip here, up. Here's here I'm getting an early feeling and it's really I'm I'm feeling it just about all over my body. I think last year it was Vanderbilt. I think this year Northwestern. I might hit the spread for Northwestern every game. I feel really good about them right now. I don't know. Dude, Vanderbilt last year. I need to frame like something. They won me Vanderbilt every single covered. game. I always. think they. I, I don't want to say it and sound like an idiot, but I think they were like nine and three or ten and two against the spread last year. Yeah, they were the best team in the country. Wild stat. 
Northwestern, we're calling it now. They might be that team. Um, I, I just feel really good about it. I do. I really do. Do you guys want to make your Big Ten picks representative from the East, West, and then Big Ten champ? Yeah, sure, sure. Kyle, I'll go Iowa, and uh, I think Michigan does it this year. And I think Michigan wins the Big Ten. You're dead to I, me. Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, I'm, it's boring. I'm going to go with Ohio State, and I'm also going to go with my boys in purple. Northwestern Wildcats. Do let's, I hope think it's a, let's hope it's a better game than last year, though. Oh, my God. They got spanked. Oh, am I predicting a rematch? Is that what happened? Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love it even more now. I'm going to go ahead and say that Northwestern probably will win this game. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be Ohio State by a couple touchdowns. But Northwestern, they're gonna. I'm going to ride them the whole year. All right. So, yeah. Then I'll just, to repeat, I had Ohio State beating Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Um, so let's move on to the Big 12. Uh, we got to pick it up a little bit. We just took a while talking about the Big Ten. So the two favorites in the Big 12 are obviously OU and Texas. Uh, the third team that's also ranked right around 15th that a lot of people have a, as a sleeper in this conference is Iowa State. They also have a phenomenal young coach. Don't recall his name i apologize to the listeners um what are you guys thinking of the big 12 this year any any defense or nah which coach can't you name sorry i zoned out Uh, iowa state oh i got nothing okay (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i think the big 12 just like every other year this this year more so than years in the past though it's going to be texas ou i think I think it runs through one of those two teams. I really hope this is the year Texas pulls it off because I love love when Texas is good. I would love to see them get into a, the playoff and see what Ellinger and company can do. Tom Herman, fire me up. Tom Herman sucks. That guy can Matt, fuck. Matt Campbell, he is a fantastic coach. Okay. Yes, he's been there for a few years. He's been there for a few years. No, Tom um, Herman's dead to me. I don't want you to ever speak anything good of Tom Herman on the air again. Okay, cool. Hook him. Okay. Yeah, you, you got to relax over there. Um, the one thing I did see recently that's interesting is, uh, as many of you know, Jalen Hurts transferred from Alabama to Oklahoma this year. And I saw that he hasn't been named the starter yet, which is interesting. They have this. They have this. Uh, this five-star quarterback on the roster, Spencer. Uh, I think it's yes. Rattler. Spencer yeah, Rattler. Rattler. Yeah. And I tell you what, he's very Pat Mahomes-esque in his in his highlights. So keep an eye out. It's not. I think Jalen Hurts will start, but it's not set in stone so far. I think Lincoln Riley's a phenomenal coach, though. So I fully expect them to be in the uh, Big Twelve championship game at the. At a minimum. They do have a championship game now, right? They used to not. I I don't I don't do actually they? know. They might not. We uh we've come quite unprepared for the Big Twelve discussion today. Wait, what'd you say, Connor? Does the Big Twelve have a conference championship yeah. yet? Because they didn't yeah. they did not used to. No, they had one last year as Oklahoma, Texas as well. Because Texas okay. beat Oklahoma cool. regular season, then Oklahoma uh, avenged that loss in the Big Twelve championship. Oh, that's right. I, know they made I um I think it hurts his 
clearly going to win the job, kind of like Fields at Ohio State. They haven't named a starter. I think I <sighs> Hertz is a mystery to me. I did. People did not like him. So the year they won the Natty, um, and Tua came in the national championship to win that game for him against Georgia. Hertz was not great. Like put up decent numbers, but could not throw the ball. Like I think he'll put up good numbers at Oklahoma, but I don't like it's a lot of hype for a guy that has a glaring weakness of throwing the ball. I think Lincoln Riley will put him in a uh, excellent uh, position to be successful. But but hear me out. Say he's not making those throws early in the season. Riley's got a guy like Rattler on the bench. I oh I could see it. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying is that people are all hyped for um, Hurts in this offense, and I I honestly don't think he's that good. I uh, you know. Oklahoma's going to win this conference. I'll say that. I'll lead with that. But I like a lot of what's going on behind him. I think that Baylor and TCU are – I think Baylor is going to be a, one of the biggest turnarounds from one year uh, – I from believe last they, year, this they, year. they had a freshman starting at QB last year. They're, they're going to yeah. be pretty solid. Matt Rule's a good coach. Uh, and I like TCU a lot. TCU might sneak around and uh, end up in that championship game. Uh, they're just a very, very sound defense. And I feel like Gary Patterson's always uh, resilient after a tough season, especially offensively. I, I like them. Literally the, only, like them. literally the only competent defense in the Big 12 is TCU. So they're they're going to make games close. I don't see them in the Big 12 championship. Um, I like it to be Oklahoma-Texas. But another team to keep an eye on is um, Oklahoma State. I think they have two legit uh, Heisman candidates. One that everyone knows is Tylen Wallace. He's a wide receiver, uh, will be a first-round pick this coming year. The other guy that was a backup last year but had over 700 yards rushing, and the backfield is his this year, Chuba Hubbard. Keep an eye on him, a sleeper Heisman pick. I may throw 20 bucks on him. Yep, this is me talking about gambling. I know nothing about gambling, <laughs> but I may throw 20 bucks on him because I think he could put up stupid good numbers uh, for a team that – you know, will more than likely finish like seven and five, but there's always a chance they get to nine and three, ten and two, and uh, have a spot in the Big Twelve championship. So one team I I can't talk about the Big Twelve without talking about. I want to talk about the Kansas Jayhawk football team, okay? Because they are historically probably the worst Power Five team in the country. But we got Les Miles coming in this year. John, if you could, I'd love for you to uh, pull up their win total, their projected win total by chance, because it might be a big year in Kansas for some football with less miles at the helm. Stand by. I have, I have absolutely no idea who's on their roster, though, and it absolutely blows my mind that Les Miles just decided to keep the it out there. Kansas fighting Jayhawks over under this year is set at a whopping three wins. Pound the over. I'll go, I would say hit the over. They might sneak to five. It might be a huge year for Kansas football. You have to think Les Miles probably hates his life out there, and though, right? Kansas starts the season against powerhouses Indiana State and Coastal Carolina. They could sneak around to a 2-0 and record early there, and that three-win total wouldn't look terrible. 
No, yeah, I I low key like that bet a lot. If you're looking to make some money, I mean, Connor, you're gonna be my guy awesome. this year. So like three days before the start of college football, I'm just gonna start throwing like bets at you, like twenty bucks on the over win total for Kansas. Can you keep track of all this for me? Can you be my bookie, my side bookie? Yeah, man, I got you. Okay. Wow. That's really illegal what we just agreed to. Uh, ignore that we said that. Okay. I, I didn't know. We'll take, right. we'll wink, take wink. care of that. We'll take care wink, of that in post-production. Wink. Yeah. That's called post-production right there. Um, anyways, so I have Texas winning the Big 12. John, Ooh. you said you have Oklahoma. Chad. I also have Oklahoma beating Texas. However, um, as you'll see in the coming days of my bowl predictions, I don't have either team making the college football playoff. I'll tell you what. Aside from the SEC, the Big 12, me personally, I'm most excited to watch Big 12 football. What about, John, we talked about last week. You may be eating your words right here. No, I know I know exactly what I said. About the Big 12 last week. Pac-12. We were hyped up about the Pac-12. You, the balls were tingling talking about the Pac-12. Here's the thing, though, that the Pac-12, I'm not going to care about the Pac-12 until um, I've had a few beers. Until I've had a few beers. But the Big 12, I'll be entertained all day with the Big 12. So, okay, it's like different. It's a different scenario. It's like apples and oranges. Those two conferences. Okay. Um, Interesting stat about the Big 12, more specifically Sam Ellinger. People have thrown the most amount of money on Ellinger to win the Heisman. More money than any other potential person, which I think is absolutely idiotic. Yeah, you're just losing money. You're just throwing money away. Just burn it. Just pull a joker and burn it at that point. I tell you what, I mean, I watched I watched the Dark Knight this past weekend. Now I have a question. Now I have a spin-off question. This is this could get out of control. That's fine. I'm just going to warn you. I'm we, might, we might not talk about sports again after this. I don't know where this is going to go. Would, if you could only have one movie the rest of your life, would you rather have Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises? Dark Knight and then Rise. I want to know. And then I. Wow. Wow. Go on. Wow. Connor. What, Dude, what was the follow up? John, what was your follow up question with that? You were about to say something. I cut you off. It, it kind of leads into to actually my well, answer. So I, I think this is a very easy answer for me. It's the Dark Knight because of the Joker. That's all you need. See, like, like Bane's, Bane's cool, but like the Joker, man. So you came back to die with your city. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Why so... so serious? If I had one movie, I'd also pick The Dark Knight, but I think The Dark Knight Rises was better when I saw it in theaters. But I, but The Dark Knight is more watchable over and over. That's how I feel. That's where I stand on that debate. Interesting. I just, like, Heath Ledger just gets me freaking going in The Dark Goosebumps. Knight. Like, I. One of the best performances I've ever seen. See, but I think The Dark Knight Rises has the best movie scene potentially ever. When the cops storm out of the tunnels and it's just an all-out brawl. That's what I'm saying. Like, I enjoyed The Dark Knight Rises more in theaters than The Dark Knight. But if I have to pick a movie to throw on when I, on my, my Sunday couch day, it's going to be The Dark Knight. 
Okay. More times than Jimmy Dark Knight Rises. Like, I just don't love Bane as a villain. Like, and the fact that he's not even the real villain in the end really pissed me off the first time I saw that. I kind of hate that take. That's one of your worst takes ever. I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. You hate his take Chad, or you agree with I hate with his take. I hate, I hate take. that he's not the real villain at the end of the thing. Oh, like, it adds a deeper element, though. That's showbiz. Stupid. Made me I'm, mad. I'm Still a really good movie, but I'm just Chad, saying that like, The Dark Knight's infinitely better. I disagree that it's infinitely better. Uh, I still, you know, just how The Dark Knight Rises ended was mad dank. And I love Bane as oh a Oh, my God. Villain. Actually, while we're on that topic, you're going to tell me he just drives a helicopter with, like, a nuclear bomb into the ocean? It was on live? autopilot, dude. Do you see I, the I end? I cannot get behind that. Do you see I the end when it's like... That. What's his and then name? He's just like, in like Paris or whatever. Yeah, he's Anne literally Hathaway. like the what's the the guy that runs Wayne Enterprises? Like someone fixed autopilot, and he like looks at the records, and it's like Bruce Wayne fixed autopilot like a month before that. Like it all makes sense. Bruce Wayne is wow. alive. And I still don't like. I still realizes don't... that he needs to rewatch the whole movie just for the <laughs> yeah. end. I'm just saying, I knew he put it on autopilot, but he still had to get in the helicopter to fly it out there in the first place. Yeah, he got out of it before it got over the ocean. I don't know if it's happening that quick, to be honest. I just don't know. Don't... We're going to have to rewatch. We're going to have to go under the hood and rewatch the film. Movie night with the seventh rounders coming soon, guys. We'll be selling tickets. All right, boys, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we got to pick it up. We got a whole football NFL segment to talk about, and we were just completely lost track of time. I told you that this was going to happen. I warned you guys and everyone else. You warned the listeners at home. So, listeners, this could be a long one. Buckle up. If you're in traffic going to work, just have, a, have, a, cup, have a couple sips of the black coffee. That's stay John's in coffee. traffic. You better get cozy, boy. All right. AFC East. Wait, do we even give our predictions for the Big 12? I can't even remember anything that happened. Yeah, we did. You yeah, we're good. Had a full blown College football, we're done. You know, we went through the Dark Knight. Dark Knight Rises. We're into the AFC East now. Last I hit week, myself. we previewed the NFC South, the AFC South. The this week, we'll be doing the Souths. Yep. The All right, so AFC East, possibly the worst football conference uh, there is this year. Division. Defer- or worst division in football this year, without a doubt. Do they do like yeah. uh, co- or division win totals? Like how many total wins the AFC East will have? Because I'll throw money on it not being like over. as a co- as a combined division. You're saying? Yeah, yeah. There's no way. There's, I doubt. I would doubt it. But again, they pretty much offer bets for anything nowadays, so it wouldn't surprise me if you found a book that had that. Okay. I so, do want to pull up the odds for the the division odds here. So the Patriots have to be like. One to two is that how it works? They're one to two. No, they're two to three. There's the, the path. Do you do you even know what any of that means, Chad? Can you explain <laughs> it here? We're, our segment today is called "Explain It" by Chad. All right. So two thirds means there's a sixty-six percent chance that uh, New England wins the division. Sixty-six. So what does that translate to in terms of odds? Huh? Two thirds. Oh, it means if you put two dollars down, you win three dollars. 
the dude, you just you're 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 like making me confused because I know you're wrong. So just shut okay. up. Okay. The Pats are and minus six to win the even division. Close. Yeah. And which is nowhere near two thirds. That's like way higher. Close. The Jets are plus five hundred. The Bills <laughs> don't have a line right now for mine. The Bills don't even have <laughs> odds right now. <laughs> and Miami Dolphins are plus fourteen hundred, bringing up the rear. Good. Good, I good. think the Jets could realistically get to nine wins this year. Yeah, I have the Jets finishing. Well, uh, eh. I think the Jets or the Bills could get to nine wins. I have no clue what to expect from either of those teams. We know Miami's not winning more than three games. Tank for Tua is real. We'll get to the Dolphins in a second. But the Jets, I agree with. Fun, exciting young team. Sam Darnold is talented at football i think he'll take a step forward he improved tremendously as the year went on a guy that i love he will be he will be a member of white ricky in fantasy football this year robbie anderson he speeds on the football field and (laughs) off the football field i think he's a superstar obviously the defense has big names they got both of the williams uh, on the defensive line in Leonard Williams and Quinnen Williams, possibly the best defensive tackle pairing in the NFL. And then they've got uh, recently signed CJ Mosley to a big contract uh, from Baltimore. Or was he there last year? No, no this is they just signed him this offseason. Yep. And, and then, then they have Jamal Adams bringing up the rear. Stud, probably the second best safety in the NFL. And then they, of course, have Le'Veon Bell. They did John- lose your guy, Darren, uh, Darren Lee, though. True, true. But I think CJ Mosley fills that void rather nicely. John, what do you think of the Jets this year? They're a good team. Quentin Williams is one of the most wholesome individuals I think walking <laughs> yeah. the planet. Like if everyone was like Quentin Williams, I mean, it would be great. Every day would be great. Just a wholesome no doubt. guy. He is. If you're bored, if you're bored and looking to smile, just Google like Quentin Williams interacting with fan videos. I don't know wordsmith that. I, I got that one, but. That would be a good guy to like. Maybe I, I doubt he drinks, but he would be a good guy to like go to church with or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he definitely his family strikes me as like they're heavy into the Sunday singing church services. So the guy still has braces and he's like a three hundred yeah. plus pound defensive tackle in the NFL. Number three telling, overall pick. He was telling the little kids that he's like, "Don't it hurt when they tighten your braces?" He goes, "That shit hurt." Yeah, I don't think he swore though. He said some some <laughs> clean word. For the kids, but um, no, they're they're a good team. Leonard Williams and Quinn Williams is a disgusting combo in the interior of that defensive line. Uh, it starts there, so I think they they'll. And I don't know if it's even that they'll surprise people. They're kind of a trendy uh, trendy pick to to make a little noise, but they'll be a solid team. What do you guys? So I'm sure this next team uh, will be um. Very popular among the listeners, uh, being from upstate New York. The Buffalo Bills. What are you guys thinking of the Bills this year? Give me eight wins. I think they go eight and eight this year. I, I actually really like a lot of the moves they had in the offseason. I love bringing in guys like Cole Beasley. Um, you know, you you draft that Oliver, who I personally thought was one of the best defensive linemen in the entire draft. Um Get a guy like Cody Ford in the second round to anchor the O line, and then I, I, I'm a, I'm a big Josh Allen guy. I know you don't think accuracy can be taught or whatever. That dude has the drip. He has the swag. He's gonna come out. He's gonna be good this year. 
I think he's going to be more accurate. I think he's going to be more confident. I think they win eight games. And I think they, they compete in most of their games. No blowouts. They have a top. I'll, I'll be nice to start. They have a top five defense in the NFL. I think potentially they could have the best statistical defense in the NFL this year. They've got talent on all layers of that defense. Um, obviously, Ed Oliver um, on the D-line paired with Jerry Hughes, who is ageless. Um, linebacking core, they got that Matt Milano, who's, I think, pretty underrated. Um and he'll be nice to have back because I believe he missed most of last year. And then yeah, they he got hurt, he got hurt the back end. Who's the frighteningly unattractive guy that they drafted last <laughs> Lorenzo year? Lorenzo Alexander. No, 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 no. The guy Tremaine Edwards. Tr- Edmonds. Our, yeah, Trem- Edmonds. Yeah, Edmonds. Yeah, yeah. He's not a looker, but he he's a good football <laughs> player. Um, and then obviously they got Trey White. You know who's a. Uh, Pretty good cornerback, and then they've got probably the best safety pairing uh, in the NFL in Poyer and Micah Hyde. So, compliments there. Uh, what do you guys think of the defense? I mean, it's stacked. I, the AFC East, for as bad as the teams are, have very good defenses for the most part. Dude, the 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 AFC East could could surprise. It could get you know two decent teams potentially. Uh, probably not Miami, but. Um, not Buffalo's going to go where Josh Allen takes him. That's all I got to say. See, I... If he flops his sophomore year, they're going to be horrible. Yeah. but I, I mean, I will say this. I think the Bills made a mistake signing Gore and um, TJ Yeldon. I I think they're going to spread out the, the running backs too much because now they've got four running backs who are vying for carries. They got Shady, uh, Yeldon, Frank Gore, and then the rookie. Uh, that they took in the third Henderson. round. No, not no Henderson. Singletary. Dude, Singletary. Frank Frank Gore still playing NFL football is just unbelievable. I love it. First he might never retire. I, yeah. You gotta wonder. You know, Connor's making this move to the the veggie diet. I wonder what Frank Gore's eating to keep him going. He literally just he's eats got it rice, just brown rice every night. Really? Yeah. Do you know that? Uh, no, I made that up actually. I'm sick. I'm going to throw up after hearing okay. that. Um, but like I was saying, I think they're going to try and get all four of those guys involved, which I think is a mistake. Um, I know in the NFL nowadays, you need uh, at least two running backs to, uh, you know, just split the load a little bit and uh, give those uh, featured guys a break. But once you start trying to rotate four running backs, it really – you know, if Shady's playing once every three like series, that just kind of kills all momentum. And I think that is what could happen with Buffalo. Um, and then wide receivers, I don't, I have no interest in any guy they added. I don't care about Cole Beasley. I don't care about John Brown. The Bills do this every year. They add these like mediocre guys that were decent with other teams, and Buffalo fans think they're going to come in and, and do huge things. It's just they need to do what they did five or six years ago when they drafted Sammy Watkins and, and get a first-round talent at wide receiver next year. Um, what? Why are you laughing? Okay. Uh, I'll Austin, ignore him. Austin Woodland might have just sent the funniest text I've ever seen. Do you want to hear it? Is it appropriate? Uh, 
No, it's appropriate, but I don't. It won't be as funny if I tell it. So we're just gonna ignore that. Okay, okay. Reboot. Uh, John killing the episode again. Um, so I have the Bills. So I have the Patriots twelve and four. They're getting younger somehow, even though Brady's getting older. Um, they're loaded. I have the Patriots at twelve and four. I have the Jets at nine and seven. Like John said, I think they're a trendy pick. I think they could potentially be fighting for a wild card spot. I like them at nine, seven. I have the bills at seven and nine. Um, I think they're going to be in it right to the last two weeks vying for a wild card spot, but I don't think it'll happen this year. then I have the dolphins at three and 13. I mean, they're just beyond bad. Like apparently they have a undrafted rookie receiver who could potentially wind up starting. Like that's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) Um, and, Offensive line, bad. Defensive line outside Christian Wilkins, bad. Their secondary is actually decent, but just just terrible. Just a terrible franchise. Possibly the most irrelevant franchise in sports at this point. Um, what do you guys have? I mean, I think you pretty much saw that. It's going to be the, the Pats are going to win the division. I, mean, I think it goes Jets, Bills, Dolphins. Record's pretty irrelevant. None of the other three teams will make the playoffs. I see the uh, Jets and Bills. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna say Pat's probably like twelve and four. Miami probably like four and twelve. And then I think that the Jets or Bills, one of them will be nine and seven, and the other will be seven and nine. But I I would lean Jets at nine and seven. But I could see it being flipped. Connor, what's the over under for Miami's win total this year? Do you have that in front of you? No, give me one second. Okay, I'll here's keep the com- thing about here's the thing about them with a guy like Fitzpatrick. You, if that thing is lower than four, Fitzpatrick's always good for like four just ridiculously ridiculous games. See, that's what I understand. Is Miami is obviously, I mean, they traded back a couple times um, in this most recent draft. They also traded all their most of their vets, uh, and they're obviously loading up. They have, I believe, fourteen picks in next year's draft. Obviously, tanking for Tua. But they decide to sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, who you know will get them to four or five wins, which will take them out of the running for the first overall pick. Absolutely hideous move by the front office. I know you can't go into a year with no hope, but my God, why did you sign him? Just let Josh Rosen go and be the disaster that uh, everyone is expecting him to be. Although, uh, from what I've heard, the last couple days in training camp, he has improved. A little bit, which I don't know what that means. I guess it, you can only go up from, you know, a zero out of ten. So Miami well, Dolphins projected at four and a half wins. Oh, pound the under. Pound the under. That's one that might be the one of the on the top of my list of bets just to not even consider. I wouldn't touch that at all. That's hideous. That's a hideous thought. <laughs> But yeah. honestly, I, I could I wouldn't even be surprised if they literally had four and a half wins when the season ends. First team <laughs> in get, NFL history. A game gets canceled because of like a hurricane or something. Absolutely. No, you know what would happen? They would get to four wins and have like a tie in there. So they'd be like four. They're winning and one. Per- yeah, their winning percentage would be like all sorts of messed up. That's the Dolphins for you. Life as a Dolphins fan, it is. Yeah. It's, well, we, it's the we best. should shift over to the NFC East, which should be one of the more competitive divisions in football this year. Could be really competitive depending on what the Redskins end up doing with their quarterback situation and all of that. 
I'm trying to figure out here who has the highest projected win totals out of that division. It looks like it is the Philadelphia Eagles are projected at 10 wins for the season. We have Dallas projected at nine and uh, at nine wins followed, (coughs) followed up by the Washington Redskins at six and a half. And then the New York Giants at six. So really, a well, two I, two way uh, two way battle there for the most part. I like um, I like Philly. I think they'll be good. I mean, their defense is really good. They've got talent and depth all over the field. I think they're um, a definite ten win team. I hate Dallas, so I'm never gonna pick them for anything. There's just nothing I like about the Cowboys. Um, but I I I still think they'll probably get to at least nine wins at the bare minimum. Um, so I think those two teams, it's a really top-heavy division. I'm hoping the Redskins start Haskins. Not saying that'll lead to wins, but that's what they should do because they really have no chance at winning the division. So why wouldn't you throw the young kid in there and see what he can do early on in his career? And then the Giants are just bad. They're just bad. What do they you guys think? <laughs> I'm hopeful. I just kind of want to see the Giants be decent win a few games. I don't know. For some reason, I want to see it. I don't know why. Do you I really think, don't know why. Do you think Daniel Jones gets in this year? If so, what yeah. week? Six. Yeah, I think they'll be about 1-4, and 0-5, oh and, and then throw them in there. Um, so. I think Philly might run away with it, though. I think they might run away with it this year. I don't love Dallas or Washington. I, I really don't. I think I view them similar. Uh, Dallas could win maybe ten, but I still see them more of a nine and seven type team in Washington, more of a seven and nine. I feel like it's very similar to the AFC East when you really look at it. Yeah. So the Giants have a. Uh, it looks like their bye is week one, two, three. Their buy's not till week eleven, it looks like. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe that's when they made the switch with Daniel Jones. Um following yeah. a bye week. But we'll see. I, I think I think the Cowboys might win the division this year, to be honest. Really? I just have this feeling that they, they're gonna be pretty solid. What what do you guys think of see, I'm just not a Dak fan. Um, and that's mainly why I have Philly winning the division. But what do you guys think of Wentz? He's a very polarizing figure that, that sounded so good. Let me say it one more time. A very polarizing figure. And uh, he's obviously Wait, say, had, it. say it one more time. Carson Wentz is a very polarizing figure. You and, really sound strong when you say the P word. Polarizing. Polarizing. I don't know. It's like when you initially say it, it's nice. Anyway, go back to what you're saying. Um, Do you guys think he's, you know, the uh, the top seven quarterback in the NFL that uh, two years ago people thought he would be? Or do you think he's more of that mid-tier quarterback that's going to struggle with injuries throughout his whole career? I think he's going to have a career similar to Matthew Stafford. Okay. Where he's always going to be like 
you know how every year you're like, oh, Stafford's like good, but then you like, he's just like so average, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I think he'll be better than that personally. Do you think he'll be more like a Matt Ryan? Yeah, I do. I like the Matt Ryan comparison. I think he's going to actually have a big year this year. I think the, the Eagles will be about 12 and four. Wow. Wow. I like him for a big year. I really do. They're a very, very well-rounded team. That's why so. I like Philly. I, lo- I love the supporting cast. And I, w- I just want to clarify, I think he'll have a career similar to Stafford. Uh, actually, Stafford watched that comparison because Stafford doesn't really win. I do think Wentz will win throughout his career. I just think he's going to be he's going to be like constantly banged up, maybe not playing at 100% all the time. I, just, I think he'll be a good quarterback, but I, I don't think he'll get back to that MVP level he was at two years ago but we'll see my new roommate mike rodriguez has been in my ear every freaking day about the eagles so i if they do well this year i'm gonna be upset because it's gonna be annoying really annoying to hear him just yelling in my ear the whole time i hope that it happens and i hope that they're better than the the falcons significantly better just for your just just for your misery yeah, dude, I've been through so much as a Falcons fan. Like oh, the Eagles please. were, bl- they were, they were blessed the Super Bowl two years ago. They can suffer my, now. Connor, my team chose Dante Culpepper over Drew Brees. You don't know what suffering is. Yeah, listen, I don't know yeah. why. I mean, you you chose to like the Dolphins. I chose to like Atlanta. It is true. The Dolphins have just been terrible. They've always been terrible since the dawn of time. What terrible. is your Dolphins' back? Well, actually, yeah. um, they, uh, they did have so, it perfectly. Oh. So I like the Dolphins because of my dad and his story for uh, becoming a fan is kind of interesting. He was, uh, for work, he was in Chicago. I think it was for work or for whatever reason. He was in Chicago in 1985, the year the Bears had uh, went, whatever, 13-1, and one, won the Super Bowl, one of the best teams ever. It was Monday night football or Sunday night football bears dolphins. And my dad was at a, a bar in Chicago. Uh, it was a home game for the bears. And, uh, I guess he just wanted to be a jackass kind of like myself. And he rooted for the only dolphins fan there. And, uh, the dolphins handed the bears the one loss they had in 1985. Wow. Yeah. Good for him. The rest Um, is his. Yeah. Well, I mean, as we kind of wind down, do you guys have any final thoughts? You, who, did you say who you think? We're, I, I know we're on the – I guess Connor's on the boys. and I'm me on, and the on the boys. Eagles, but. Okay. All right. And that's that. a lot of that comes down to me just really not wanting to see Mike smile ever. All right. I respect, I respect that. I absolutely respect that. Kind of love it. But anyway, right. 16 th- – Check, can you do that? Let's see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we have Who's up? Am I up? I believe it, it's me. No, nah, it? I was last time. Uh, I believe it is Chad this week. Mr. It Messiah. Is me. It is. It you is. better have your preparation. I, it looks like I, you don't. <laughs> no, I'm always prepared, dude. Are you kidding me? I'm worried. You ready? It's it's like my bedtime, so we gotta we gotta be quick here. Okay. Go ahead. You have it already. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm ready. All right. 
Um, is it a, a male athlete? Yes. Um, does this is this person play a contact sport? Yes. Is it football? Yes. Is he in the NFL? Currently. No. That's does four guesses. Play, does he play in the Big Ten? No. Is he retired from the NFL? Yes. I'm on to you this time. I'm looking for my first point here. Did he I'm play, feeling good. Did he play for the Dolphins? Um, he did. Is he in the Hall of Fame? No. Did he play for the Dolphins when they had a winning record? <laughs> wow, you're making me go deep right here. That's um, what she said. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to have to look that one up right now. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by comedy. Uh, what did you say? Winning record? Yeah. Yes. I have a guess. Wait, wait, joke? no, no. They had a losing record. I saw the wrong year. Go ahead. Oh, oh, okay. They were six did, ten. Did this player play on more than two teams? Yes. That is guess number eight. Uh so we got a journeyman on our hands. Does he play offense? Yes. Is he a quarterback? Yes. Is it Joey Harrington? Eh. Joey Harrington played for the Dolphins. He started for the yeah. Falcons for an entire season. That was the worst yeah. year of NFL football I've ever watched. He started for Miami, too. What guess? What, what number are we on? This will be 12. Did he play in uh, on another team in the AFC East? No. That's a good, that was a good question. That was a good question. I feel like it's not because you already mentioned him earlier in this podcast. But I'm going to guess it anyway. Is it Dante Culpepper? Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Yes. Damn, that was go. like That was the hide it in the open right there. Uh, wow. 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 That's nice. Congrats. What was that? What was that? Is that three or four for me? Do we know? That's three. Let's fucking go. That's big. That's big for morale as I head into bed soon. So it's um, three, one, zero. I want to I want to end the show by offering a couple plugs number one if you have not watched the show euphoria yet and you are of age to watch it i highly recommend it great new show on hbo just finished up featuring zendaya i will be married to her one day hopefully 
Uh, number two, I want to shout out my plant-based diet again. Day one in the books. I'm feeling great. Got a lot of energy. Went on a nice long run. You know, look around you. You know, you can make some plant-based food. You know, go pick some grass in your yard. Saute some onions. You know, you never know. Quick, quick shout out myself. I uh, I just opened a fortune cookie live on air, but with the curtain still down. And now I've rolled the curtain up. The fortune cookie, it says... Your smile will tell you what makes you feel good. And at first I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then I thought about it for about four and a half to six and a half seconds. And I was like, if I'm smiling, it makes me feel good. And that's where I'm at. And on, and on that note, we're going to ride in. We're riding in the sunset. off. Folks, good night. Melissa, I love you. Adios. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.